Welcome to the Clovercrest Baptist Church podcast. For more information about Clovercrest Baptist Church, go to clovercrest.com.au. Well, let me ask you a question this morning. Have you ever broken a bone? If you're in the room, pop up your hand. Have you ever broken a bone in your lifetime? If you're online, let us know in the chat what bone did you break? How did you do it? See if you can tell us in a short story. Um, I could see a few hands in the room. I broke a bone when I was 11 years old, the one and only time I've ever done so. And I'd love to say that I was being really adventurous and doing something super exciting, uh, but that's not true. I'm just clumsy. Um, I was 11 and I was hanging out with my mum at the local shopping centre and I was being a great 11-year-old and I was putting the trolley away for mum. And for some reason, I decided to jog back to the car. I'm not very athletic. And I tripped and fell. And again, I did not fall over anything, just my own two feet. Got tangled in themselves, and I went straight down into the concrete, arms first, and let me tell you, it hurt. And I uh, ended up fracturing my wrist. I ended up with a hairline fracture. And I don't know if you know much about breaking bones, but you can either break the bone, you can splinter the bone, or you can put a little crack in the bone. And that's what I did. That's what's called a hairline fracture. And when the doctor explained that to me, I could not understand how a crack so tiny that you could barely see it on an x-ray could hurt so much. I was in so much pain. But that's because even though it was hard to see from the outside, something was broken and it needed to be healed. Most of us can think back to a time where we've experienced brokenness. Maybe for you, it was breaking a bone. Maybe you've actually broken an object and you had to deal with the fallout from that because maybe it didn't belong to you. Can anyone think of a time where they broke something that didn't belong to them? Maybe you've experienced broken relationship and the hurt and the pain that can come from that because the unfortunate reality of our world is that we encounter brokenness all the time. And you see, that's because of something that happened way back many years ago, uh, just after the world was created. And we read about that in Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. God created the world and it was good. Everything worked in perfect harmony. Uh, Humanity was created to have relationship with God. Everything was beautiful. Uh, Humans had a beautiful relationship with creation and the earth. Everything was good. Nothing was broken. Everything was whole. And that was until humans were tempted. They were tempted to disobey God. And in doing so, they ate fruit from the tree of good and evil. And their eyes were opened and brokenness entered the world. Often we call that sin. And as a result, there was a fracture. And that's what this series, Restore, is all about. We're looking at the different relationships that were fractured all the way back in Genesis and the ways that God is working to restore them. Mike spoke a couple of weeks ago about our relationship with God. Michelle spoke about our relationships with others. Uh, If you read on in Genesis 3, you'll see that our relationship with the earth was also broken 
And today, we're going to be talking about our relationship with ourselves, one that I find we maybe don't talk about as much. Sin broke our relationship with ourselves, and that was one of the four relationships that was broken. You see, before sin entered the world, it says in Genesis 2 that Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Then when they ate the fruit, it says in Genesis 3, the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. In this moment, internal shame entered the world. A fracture between a human and their relationship with themselves emerged because sin began to undermine the sense of self. As a result of what happened in Genesis 3, humans have, we have, you and I, we have fractures that are hard to see from the outside but can cause a lot of pain. But here's the good news. The whole story of the Bible is the story about God's mission to restore what was broken, to restore those four relationships. And that includes our relationship with ourselves. God set out to heal and restore those hidden fractures that lie within ourselves and cause pain. The things that are unseen, our mental and emotional struggles, our internal dialogue, the harshest voices in our head, the negative things we might believe about ourselves, those hidden fractures, those broken parts within us. Maybe for you it has a name. It might be shame, guilt, fear, addiction, feeling worthless. The story of the Bible shows us that God was and still is committed to putting the broken parts of us back together, restoring our relationship with ourselves, healing those fractures, bringing us true peace and wholeness. Let me say that again. God is committed to putting the broken parts of us back together. Jesus, the Son of God, was prophesied throughout the Old Testament as the one who would bring that restoration. There were heaps of prophecies. One is in Isaiah 9, 6, and it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus fulfilled all the prophecies about him. He healed the sick, like Shell talked about. He taught us to love one another. And he died on the cross so that we could be brought into right relationship with God the Father, just as Mike talked about a couple of weeks ago. Through Jesus, the relationship between us and the Father is restored. And through Jesus, all of the relationships that were fractured back in Genesis can be restored. Paul summarizes it so well in Colossians 1, 19 to 20. He says, For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Think about it like this. Chris uh, Kipalone, an author who explores how Jesus walks with us through mental illness, explains it beautifully. He says, Because of the salvation that is ours through faith, we now have peace and hope 
that no other source can provide. We have peace and hope that no other source could provide. Jesus offers that. We see in the Gospels that as Jesus interacts with people, he brings peace and hope and he begins to restore the broken parts within them. He shows unconditional love to the people on the margins of society. He helps people break free of their shame and feelings of worthlessness. He shows people that they matter, that he loves them so deeply, he's willing to lay down his life for them. He puts the broken parts of these people back together. And he doesn't just do this for the people he interacted with in his time on earth. He brings restoration to us today. He came so that we could live life to the full, it says in John 10.10, so that we could be free indeed, it says in John 8.36. He won the battle against darkness and brokenness, against sin and death when he died on the cross and he rose from the grave. He brought peace and hope that no other source could provide. He brought restoration. And here is the part of the story we find ourselves in. Jesus has proven that he can and he does restore broken things. So let me ask you, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for you? Have you received the peace and hope that Jesus can provide? Is he your true source of peace and of hope? Because he's the best source of peace and hope, let me tell you. And it's a never-ending source. We can receive it from him every single day, whether that's for the first or the millionth time. So let me ask us again. Is Jesus our true source of peace and of hope? Jesus came to earth he died and he rose again to restore what is broken. Yet the reality is, we still find ourselves surrounded by brokenness. How do we make sense of that? You see, Jesus promised that he would come back one day and complete a final restoration of heaven and earth. So we find ourselves in a place where we can receive Jesus' full and complete restoration in our lives, and yet we still need more. We call this the now and the not yet. The now and the not yet. Jesus has more restoration to offer us, and he does that through his Holy Spirit. In John 14, Jesus says to his disciples, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God who dwells within us. And he continues the restoration work that God the Father set out to do. He continues the restoring work that God set out to do all the way back in Genesis. And with this access to God's presence, the Holy Spirit can now draw us into daily opportunities to find restoration in the deepest parts of ourselves. The Holy Spirit continues 
the restoring work. The Holy Spirit gives us the gift of peace of mind and heart, a gift the world cannot give. So that is the biblical story of restoration in a nutshell. That's it. And now we need to ask the question, how does that actually apply to our everyday life? How can we partner with the presence of God each and every day to receive restoration in the deepest parts of ourselves? Well, I believe there are three steps we can take. So if you're taking notes, I'd love you to write this down. Number one, we can reflect. Pause and look inward. Reflect and take some time to put our mental and emotional well-being under the microscope. Take an (laughs) x-ray. Start to notice where the fractures might be. This might feel overwhelming or daunting, but be encouraged today. God knows us. He created us, and he knows the deepest parts of ourselves probably better than we ever will. Michelle uh, mentioned Psalm 139 last week, and I love this psalm. In it, it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. And then the psalm ends with this prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. We need to reflect. We need to pause and look inward, take some time to do so. And we can pray the Psalm 139 prayer. Search me, O God, and ask him to reveal to us where those fractures might be and know that he's with us. Just because we're looking inward at ourselves doesn't mean we have to do it alone. God knows you. So take some time to pause and look inward to reflect. The next step that we can take is to recognize. To recognize. Once we've taken some time to reflect, it's really important to name what we've noticed. And we might need to seek some practical help and support as well. As we spend time in God's presence and as we engage with his word, he will help us to name what the fracture actually is, to recognize and identify it. Hebrews 4, 12 to 13 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. A couple of years ago, God helped me to recognize a hidden fracture in myself. I was experiencing uh, a season where I was really struggling with my mental health. And I was experiencing a lot of mental and emotional pain. I connected uh, with a counselor, and she is a beautiful, wise counsel still to me this day. She combined psychological fact and science with guidance from the Holy Spirit. And through our time together, we've been able to identify and recognize this hidden fracture. You see, over a number of years, I had developed a belief that bad things would always happen to me and I couldn't ever be safe. I couldn't ever feel safe. I couldn't relax and feel peace. I was constantly living in a state of fear and sometimes even panic because of this fractured belief. 
and it was hidden. I couldn't see it, but let me tell you, I was feeling the pain from it. And while I can now stand back rationally and say that that belief isn't true, I would find evidence for it. And I would live out of that core belief every day in my relationships, in my job, even in the simplest moments, like when I was just driving somewhere. This was at the core of what was causing my mental and emotional distress. And simply recognizing it was a game changer. If we hadn't, we would have just been treating the pain without looking for the source. It would have been like breaking my arm, not going to the doctor, and just taking Panadol. (laughs) We needed to look for the source of the pain to get a cast put on and to begin the necessary healing process. My innermost thoughts had been exposed by God's word. Once I'd recognized this broken part of myself and named it, and received help with wise professional counsel, the Holy Spirit has been able to walk me through a process of powerful restoration. But first, I had to recognize it. We need to name what's going on, what's broken within us, and sometimes we need practical help to do that. We need practical support, and sometimes we need professional support. We need to build a team around us, especially if we are experiencing mental illness. And that could look like a number of things. It could look like connecting with a GP, using supports like Lifeline or Beyond Blue, or meeting with a psychologist or a counsellor. I've used a mixture of these supports in my life so far, and God has used them powerfully in my life to facilitate, honestly, life-changing restoration. We have a counsellor here at Clovey, and if finances are a barrier, we have funds set aside to help you with that. All you need to do is connect with one of our team or contact the office. The details are up on the screen, and your request will remain absolutely confidential. We also need other supports in our team. None of us are designed to do life alone. Perhaps as you recognize and name the fractures within you, it would be wise to share them with a trusted friend, a loved one, or someone in our church community like one of the pastors, a mentor or a life group leader. They can come around you and support you as you are in this place of recognizing and acknowledging what's happening within you. So that's the second step. We need to recognize the fractures. We need to name them, those negative beliefs that lie within us. Maybe for you, it's a belief that sounds like, I'm not good enough, or I'm a bad person. I'm unlovable or unworthy. I'm worthless or significant, insignificant, sorry. I'm a failure. What is the negative belief about yourself that you recognize? It's hard to do this. It's hard to let our innermost thoughts be exposed. It takes courage. So don't forget what we talked about when we reflect God's with us as we go through this process. Once we reflect and recognize God can then draw us into the process of restoring these broken parts of ourselves. And so that's the third step, restore. To turn towards truth and healing. 
the first two steps are ones that we need to take. We need to step into reflecting and recognising. But this step is less about doing and more about inviting. Inviting the Holy Spirit in to do a restoring work in us. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We need to invite God to inwardly renew us day by day. We can't restore things like he can. And he might do it through many different ways. What will that restoration look like? Will it be transforming and renewing of the mind to replace lies with new truths? Will it be a process of healing hurt from the past? In my story, it's been all of the above. A process of healing the pain that the fracture has caused and of renewing and actually rewiring my mind. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, my brain would automatically believe that bad things were going to happen and I couldn't feel safe in everyday life. That was automatic. It was wired into my brain. And so I entered into this process of inviting the Holy Spirit to renew my mind. The Holy Spirit used psychological techniques from my counsellor to create new thought pathways. We've used scripture, prophetic words and pictures to realign my mind with God's truth. And slowly, but surely, I have noticed the weight shift. The scales have tipped now. It's now more common for my brain to believe that I am safe. I don't need to be afraid. Or if I catch myself stuck in that fear again, I can draw myself back to a place of truth. Like any relationship, restoring the relationship with ourselves will have its ups and downs. Like any relationship, there'll be moments of breakthrough and of hard slog. Don't be discouraged. We are part of a story of restoration, a journey, a process. And God is committed to restoring the broken parts of us. As I was sitting in this idea of restore, uh, God drew me to the Japanese art of kintsugi. And kintsugi is an art of putting broken pottery pieces back together with gold. It's actually the imagery for this series. Built on the idea that in embracing the cracks and the brokenness, you can create an even stronger, more beautiful piece of art. Now, these are pieces of what was a bowl. <laughs> And the bowl is broken. And I think it's a beautiful image of us. First, we need to acknowledge that the bowl has been broken. We need to look at what pieces are left over and gather them together. And then we need to give them into the hands of the artist, the one who knows how to put them back together how to fill the cracks with gold, to create something even more beautiful 
than we started with. As we are transformed, renewed and restored, we end up with a bowl, something like this. There's gonna be an image on the screen. Our cracks are filled with gold. As God brings the broken pieces of us back together, the cracks tell a story. They are filled with His love, His healing, His peace, His restoration. We are restored by our loving Father through the victory of the resurrected Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. God puts us back together, piece by piece, day by day. He restores us. I want to invite us to take some time today to actually move through some of those steps to reflect, to recognize and to invite God to begin a restoring work in us. So if you're here in the room today, uh, there should be a piece of paper uh, on your chair. If you haven't got one or if you haven't got a pen, feel free to pop up your hand and our team will come and assist you. If you're joining us online, I'd love you to take a moment now to grab a pen and a piece of paper or maybe you're like me, you might opt for the phone so you can go back and look at it again. Something to take note on. Just want to invite you to prepare that now. And as we respond today, we have an opportunity to actually put this into practice. Again, if you're in the room, I just remind you to pop up your hand if you do need a pen. The team are here to help. We get to put into practice this idea of reflect and recognize and invite God to restore. So let me ask you today, as you reflect, what are the broken pieces that you need to invite God to restore? What are the broken pieces within you that you want to bring before Him and ask Him to restore? We just have one in the middle here that just needs a pen. Thank you. So as uh, Emily plays uh, some music underneath us, I want to invite you to take a few minutes to reflect, to pause and look inward, perhaps to recognize, does it have a name? And then to write that down as an act of inviting God to restore that thing. Maybe it's something like guilt, shame, addiction, worry, fear, anger. Or maybe it's more of a negative belief like, I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy, I'm a failure. Whatever it is for you, write it down. And then in a few moments, I'm going to come and pray over us and invite God to restore those things.